Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Hello and welcome to our podcast with our brand new gear. Can you tell the difference? Probably not. Um, I would say of the, I was reminded recently by one of our listeners. Yes. We have like 19 listeners of this show. Uh Uh-huh. This is a joke we haven't really. Brought back in a while. Um, You think we're up to 19 now? That's what she said. She said that she felt she was number 19. And I do think we okay. we got to a place where we said like in the early 20s, so like 22, 23, 20, 24 but maybe. Did even. we lose a few though along the way? Oh, that's a good question. So maybe 19 is accurate. Anyway, uh, let's go with the 24 of you. Let's okay. be optimistic, yeah, in, let's our, be optimistic. in our numbers There's here because this is a big, big numbers episode. We're going to go a lot of numbers. Um, of the 24 people, I would guess... Six of them will notice that there's a pretty pretty big sound difference. A quarter. I'm one of those, just out of the 24. So it's one. Okay. Um, and you I, won't notice. No, no, I yeah, will you not. won't notice whatsoever. No, I, will not. I mean, I love you. Right. And I respect your desire to have great audio. I appreciate that you respect my desires. Yeah, yeah. I respect your desires. Um, for those of you who don't know, haven't heard, we we have had this mobile setup and it's a little handheld microphone setup. This did us extremely well during the entire travel year last year. It's a very small, minimal setup. doesn't take up a lot of room. But now that we're in a home and we want to, you know, podcast, that's what we do every single week. We just wanted a more like podcasty setup is the only best very, way I can very podcasty and really Jason didn't want to hold a microphone I really didn't because my hands are gigantic and you hear it and then it's also uncomfortable with me and I hold it I have to hold it with my, my fingers and my so fingers now are out we have arms we're, we're those we people have now boom ar- we have two boom arms two we have boom two arms. boom mics we, a lot have, of, we uh, have all the booms. We have a, a audio interface. We're recording directly into my computer, which we've never done before. Be honest. Do you just feel a little cooler? I mean, I feel like there's a lot more going on. I just feel which like means a little bit cooler. There's a lot more that can go wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I am pre- prepared for something to be wrong. Yeah. This well, is just our first time recording. We'll get the levels right. Do you, do you feel, I'm looking at you and it looks like you're having to like lean in a little bit. I don't know. Do you know. need to adjust to be more to comfortable? I just am, it's a new setup, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to feel like you have to engage your core the entire time you're recording, <laughs> recording. Hey, three of the six people who hear no, the difference. Jason, will I'm trying that. to engage my diaphragm because I am now self-conscious about the fact that I have vocal fry, which I didn't know what that is. Yeah, don't don't bring it up. Don't bring too much attention. Okay, to I'll it. bring yeah. attention. Yeah. To yeah. Also, but it's I'm a, self-conscious about it now. It's a thing that like you're not supposed to have to worry about because like this is just who you are. But apparently, you don't bring enough air into your face. Which I think you should do more of. I don't know that that's the technical, but yeah, I don't bring enough air into my face. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's get into some preamble here, and okay. let's chat about some of the fun that things that happened. That was the preamble happened. ramble, and now... Yes. Well, because you get new gear, so you got to like set the stage for right. everybody. Um, we had a pretty interesting uh, chain of events on a Saturday. We did. And so we realized that quite often we come here in the preamble, and we share with you all the most just perfect bits of living here in Portugal. And I'm going to be honest, 90% of it is just what you 
what you would imagine. It's, it's great. delightful. It's great. We yeah. love it. Um, and so there's, it's not like we're trying to polish it up for you. It's just like, we're very happy here. However, the second that we had a little snafu happen on a Saturday morning and I said, as soon as it happened, I said, we got to tell the podcast. This is for the podcast. Because... We only talk about so much. We only talk about all the good stuff. And so this was definitely one of those challenges that you're not going to get in a country that you grew up in. Yeah. And specifically for us, the United States, which is where we're from. So tell the people what happened. So the Saturday started off with we had this plan to go to a tiny arts market, which we'll get to. And just like this, like little like you can imagine a farmer's market, but like just artists and like very, very small. We'll get to it. But we said, hey, this is an arts market. They're probably not going to take credit card because it's like a local artist making things. Let's go get some euros out of our Portuguese bank account that we have had for six months. Yes. But we have yet to have to pull euros out of it. Um, if we've needed euros, we've typically just used our U.S. bank account. We've just paid whatever the stupid fee is. Mostly just a out lot, of, by the way. Yeah, just out of convenience because getting an ATM card was also a exactly. bit of a struggle. There was a back and forth with the ATM card. We had to get a pin mailed to us and it didn't show up. Yeah, and- they finally mailed the card to us and so we this was going to be our first attempt at using the atm of our bank in our local town we were going to get out some euros and it was all going to be fine and dandy yeah so we're at the atm it's like nine o'clock on a saturday morning maybe not that early a little bit later but anyway we're both standing there we realize very quickly oh this atm doesn't offer English, which is very interesting because most ATMs that we've interacted with you can choose your do language. offer English. Yes. So just the bank that we chose apparently doesn't do this. So we're like, okay, I bust out my phone. I got Google Translate to take photos. We're kind of working through it. You know a couple more words than I do. So you're like, I think I got this. Obviously, it's an ATM too. So it's like very clear. You put your PIN in. You pick withdrawal. You pick you, the number. You'd think it'd be you very think clear. Be. So anyway, we get pretty quickly through this. And then we get this green screen. And it's all green. It has one sentence. And then it says, seem or now, which is yes or no. I translate the sentence and it basically says like, go green and like- Think twice before you print your receipt. receipt. And so we're like, okay, well, we don't want a receipt. That would make sense. Like we're going to go now. So clearly we thought this was the confirmation. Well, no, we thought that it was the decline the receipt screen. Yeah, that's what made sense contextually. But it was actually the transaction confirmation screen. So we pressed now for no receipt, but it was actually, no, we don't. It was like cancel. Yeah. And so then we were like, oh, no, we messed up. It became very clear that we, like, canceled our... It, like, went back to the first screen. It was like, okay, you didn't want that. And we were like, oh, man, but okay, a little inconvenient. We just have to start over, and we'll just know next time we'll press yes, right? So we re-enter the pin. Right. Something got messed up of, like... There was really no text on screen either. Just the pin was blinking. Yeah, the pin was blinking. Anyway, long story short, (laughs) (laughs) we get... We try to enter the pin, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's like you know. We translate this sentence in Portuguese that's basically like you have tried to enter your pen incorrectly three times, which we hadn't, which we hadn't, yeah. Um, and so therefore, like you're a thief, and we can't, like, yeah. you can't continue. And then we were like, okay, okay. well that sucks. And yeah. we were like, we'll just take our card out and we'll yep. go to down the street and yep. we'll use our card and we'll get it out. And then we go. Wait, hey, it's not giving us our card excuse, back. Excuse me, Mr. ATM excuse machine. Me. ATM machine, which is redundant. Excuse me. Um, can we have our card back? And so it it ate our card. It ate our card. And then we just we were left standing there, kind of looking around. There was no one else there, thankfully. 
And we were, I've we were never just like, in my what life do, what do we do? at an ATM in the US, I don't know if they do this. Yeah. Have I ever heard of someone's like, like card, card getting, getting sucked into the machine? Eaten. Now, the good news is that was frustrating. And we were like, well, this is not a fun way to start this Saturday. But we collectively gathered our wits. We, we did. were standing outside. You called our bank right away just to make sure because we wanted to like know that no one could possibly well, get yeah, our card out of there. Exactly. I didn't want to like somehow spit it back out. And they were like, oh, no. Yeah, it ate it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they basically said you can come back in the next business day which would have been that monday which we did it was a very easy process to sit down with the gentleman who actually didn't speak that much english but we were able to like you know point and say a couple things and he literally walked around the wall got our card and then came back and was like it doesn't work for 48 hours you have a new pin now it'll work again and then which we were I'm like very... just to confirm um the atm can't be translated to english and he was like no we're like okay just want to make sure great. so now we'll know we'll, we'll be was... a little bit slower yeah jason translating. was like next time we should just come in here and ask someone to just come with us and be those people and we're just we're not sure. above it well also because there's another machine next to what looks like a standard atm machine but this looks like a more like futuristic machine right and i've seen people go up to it but i also saw a little icon that said it like didn't have cash so i don't know what people are doing at that machine but maybe that's how they're paying their like phone bills and things maybe that's what that one's more okay for. well we're gonna learn some stuff next time so anyway this that's, is the uh yeah the saga but we just had to share that because again that is a challenge that you're not gonna probably get at your no, home I'm, country I, I, in, in wells fargo in the u.s never once had my card sucked <laughs> yeah. in in 30 years uh the good news is it didn't ruin our saturday we eventually did get cash. Yes. We went to the arts market. It was adorable. We went to this area that we've been to a few times because there are a couple of restaurants that are There's there. There's a good Mexican restaurant, which we've talked about There's before a great in our Mexican preamble. There's restaurant there. So the area is called Farrell. And we're realizing now that it's a cute sort of, a lot of like surfers. Very, very surf focused. Very surf focused area. And then um, there's also an area near Fidel that is called Balial. Yeah. And it is basically this like kind of peninsula that juts out into the ocean. Tiny, tiny, almost an island really. Um, And it has this cool beach. But let's talk about the arts market real quick. Okay, let's talk about the arts market. So the arts market we showed up to, and I just, I think it's fun to share these things because we were both excited to go, but we're also nervous because Portuguese isn't our language. And you don't know with this thing like, is it going to be like locals only, you know, mm-hmm. like we're going to be kind of like not outcast or like whatever, but it's just like, you're going to feel kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So we show up, it's very tiny. Like imagine like a, a backyard of your neighbor. Yeah. That's the size of the backyard of yes. this place. Um, but there's a ceramicist, there's a map maker, there's a baker, there's a, an Italian chef who's a screen doing printer. bruschetta and some soup. Uh, and then there's like a, the hilarious business to me that's in that little backyard area was the sports business, but it's literally just like, it's like, like a sports club, like a community sports club. Yeah. I just have never seen anything like it before where there's just like all the equipment just kind of like laying around. And I just love that stuff. also the two like sports are capoeira and yes. volleyball. <laughs> I was like, all right. And cool. that's what I was saying. Like, that's what was so weird. I was yeah. like, I would understand if it was like a local football, like we all go here and meet up and then we go play. But anyway, uh, the food was delicious. The mm-hmm. Italian chef was was uh, making just a couple little things, but they were really good. The map maker was incredibly talented uh, and her like detailed hand-drawn maps Yeah, had a of the great area. chat with her. Um, yeah, and it was really fun. I mean, we just had a nice couple of lovely conversations with creative people, yeah. which felt really good. I think we'll definitely go back there. And I think the more we go back, the more friends you know why, we meet. You know why we're definitely going back? To get bread. Because the baker... 
she had cinnamon rolls and I'm pretty sure those went quickly mm-hmm. and we got there kind of like a little bit later. We than, did. We were fashionably late. So I want to get cinnamon rolls and I want to get like whatever her sourdough loaf of the week is because she had a tomato and I didn't get to try because yeah. we got there late. But I did get her spelt loaf, which was very, very good. It was just delightful. But the part that I do want to share is I told Jason the other day, I feel like we're very squarely in this friend dating. Yeah. Like phase of our lives right now because we're just we are seeking, we're just trying it out seeking a mate we are swiping left we are, we are swiping, swiping left. right and it feels like we're doing all these interactions and we're meeting lovely people but we just haven't found that like perfect fit yet in terms of oh this is a person that i could really see being like yeah fully best friends you and know the, the, and to be fair like you don't know that right away yeah. right so there are definitely some people we've met who like they could become that for sure yeah um, but they're also trying to feel us out as well. Yeah. Not, not physically, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but yeah, I was telling Caroline too, because we've been talking about this a lot. You know, we've been here for six months and, you know, it feels like we've met a good amount of people more than we would like in California. We moved to a place mm-hmm. in six months because we're just trying to like put ourselves out there a little bit more. And thinking back to our lives in California, it took us three years to find like our really close good friends. Right. And so I think we're just trying to give ourselves permission that it's going to take time, but yep. let's like keep putting ourselves out there. Well, that, and that's the thing I wanted to highlight as well is if you want, just like in dating, if yeah. you want to find someone, you want that partner, you go get them. You do have to put yourself out there and you have to be vulnerable. Like walking into that backyard place where everyone knows each other yeah. and we don't know anyone. And it just, you really do kind of have to like go out on a limb, start up conversations. Also, I was going to say what? pretty much the entire time we were there, we were there for like, I don't know, hour and a half ish. English was the language we heard yeah. all, the whole time, which was really, I mean, again, like we know we live in a country that that's not their native language. So whenever like, we are in that situation, I was like, oh, we got to come back because this is, you know, like we feel more comfortable there as opposed to going to say the flea market where no one spoke English. Absolutely. Also, it was the flea market. So like, who wants to go back to that? I know you do, but I don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, we can go back next time and feel more comfortable right away mm-hmm. and not have to like feel it out. We can, you know, just kind of feel like we've been here before. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. just thought we'd share that. We also met new Swedish friends that are in our neighborhood. They don't live here full time, but we had a lovely time. They invited us over to their house. Yeah. So they're definitely on the friend docket. You know, we're just we're, feeling it out. Yeah. We uh, also, for those of you who uh, have been listening along through our friend journeys, uh, we know that some of you have heard us talk about the DJs who moved in across the street. We've yet to uh, mingle with them. We will keep you updated. But I think we've also realized we were talking about it on a walk this morning. We're like, we'll see other couples or other people. We're like, are you cool? And now that we're here a little bit longer, I think the question is, are you guys goofballs? Because that's really right. what we're looking for. Because we, yeah. the DJ couple is cool, but I think to them, they go, are you cool? And we're not and cool. And we're not cool. <laughs> yeah. And and also, when, whenever we- But that's we, okay. No, I know. Yeah, okay. But whenever we ask ourselves, like, are you cool? Really, just that means, like, are you on our wavelength? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean, yeah. like, are you actually cool? It we're just not, means, like- Yeah will you be cool with us? And honestly, I think the answer we would want it to be is like, you're not cool, you're not but you're goofballs. Cool. Like exactly. you just like, you want to be silly and this joke is, around. This is what we need to look for yeah. is someone who's not cool. Okay. Let's get into the episode here. Uh, I'm also realizing that uh, I'm recording directly into GarageBand for this, the way this is set up. Yeah. And there's not a like minutes and seconds like I'm used to. So all I can tell you um, is that we've been recording for 517 bars so far. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. I'm, I'm going to probably have to like figure out how to switch that into minutes. It seems like a setting that you could probably That'd switch. That'd be nice uh, because I have no idea. I mean, we're up to 425 bar or 525 bars now, which is cool. Okay. <gasps> let's get into this uh, spring 2023 
Wayme Unlimited launch recap. You know, you know, nobody listened to the preamble because they they're were just like, like give me- plus thirty, plus thirty, plus thirty. Yeah. Like, hold on, did they get the ATM card? No, they didn't. Okay, plus thirty, plus thirty. Give plus me 30. the good stuff. Uh, so, why do we share these launch recaps, Carol? Well, first of all, it's selfishly, it's our favorite type of content, which is kind of the nitty gritty behind the scenes case study, case study yeah. numbers. What'd you do? How'd it play out? Like, we were actually talking to a friend recently about this. Of ironically sometimes I like content that is universal because I can apply it to my own life yeah but there's something about some content that is highly specific to someone else's business that somehow is more useful because I have the ability to sift through what they're doing and apply it to my own business but there's something about specificity that just makes it like hit different yeah and so we love these launch recap episodes because they're specific it's like here's what we did for the launch here's how many sales we got you know those types of things yeah and i think just a little caveat here uh as we try and say very often everyone's business is different so take what's helpful take what's not also realize we're two people so if you're thinking about your business and it might be similar to ours you're not two people. So like there are a bunch of different things we have going for us that you might not have going. Also, you may operate a business that you don't want to look like our business at all. And exactly. that's cool too. So we just want to caveat with that. And as we share this stuff, it's it's really not meant to be boastful or braggadocious in any way. Because if you want to know how our journey started, we have our journey to enough post that we talked about many times where you can see when we were making $1,500 a month. Yep. So th- we, we started it at the very beginning. We've been with sharing transparency. That, that whole journey. This isn't like we started our uh, launch recaps at the, the finish line here. Yeah. Also, you said um, take what's helpful, take what's not. And I just wanted to put an asterisk take what's helpful, leave what's not. You don't have to take what's not. I think take the stuff that's not helpful, but then you get to decide what to do with it. It's like you're the ATM of uh, this information. So you can either give the card back or you can just keep it for yourself. Uh, Okay. Uh, Just a little reminder of how our Wayme Unlimited program is sold. So we do biannual launches. So that means spring and fall of uh, every year. So twice the doors are open. And this has been going for now, I think, three or four years. Mm -hmm. I think we're going in our Mm -hmm. fourth year of doing this. Uh, We have a whole episode about our hybrid launch model and Mm -hmm. kind of how we figured this out and got to this point. It wasn't the intentional choice from the beginning, although this was how things were sold before Wayme was Wayme when he used to be there was a There was a brief period of time where we went to a more kind of evergreen thing where we were doing launching, doing launch windows once a month. Yeah. And it just... We, we experimented with it yeah. and it became clear to us that we really like the being in build mode like 90% of the time and then being in sort of sales mode, you know, for basically four weeks out of the year. Yeah. Um, so we also have a lifetime pricing model. So yes. So this is what I wanted to share because this is pr- pretty unique, I think, compared to most businesses out there. We do have an entire podcast episode about lifetime pricing as well. And this is something that we wouldn't recommend to everyone, but we very uh, intentionally have this. What we mean by lifetime pricing is once you pay for Wayme Unlimited, uh, let's say you do the plan that's 20 months at $100 a month, after your 20 month, your 20th payment, you do not pay us again and you continue to get access to Wayme Unlimited. So at that point you will, you have a lifetime membership and for as long as you know, we're around, you are going to have access to what the content is inside of Wayne. That doesn't necessarily mean that people will always get access to us or, or yeah. the community or any of those long-term things, but the training itself, 
And anything that we continue to create, we will always give access to. And some people are like, wait, really? And it's yeah. like, no, no, really. No, and I think one of the things to to share is that with a lifetime pricing model, our revenue dips. Exactly. So when people's payments end, we have a natural dip in our revenue, which if you were to look at our revenue chart, it's a spiky chart. So yep. it goes up and down and up and down. But the good news is, is we have done the due diligence on this lifetime pricing model and figured out that it continues to go up and to the right at a nice steady pace. But that requires having our two launches per year. And it requires growing our audience and it requires uh, working with our affiliates, which we'll talk a ton more about. Um, but it's not something where we can just like have a couple hundred people sign up for WAME and then we're just good forever. Right. It's We have the natural kind of uh, fall off of those payments uh, and the revenue. Yeah, and that's a trade-off that we're happy to make because the again, like I said, the lifetime pricing is not for everyone, but for us, it brings us such a tremendous amount of joy to be able to offer something that people would even describe as, this feels like it's too good to be true. Yes. Like we love over-delivering. We love doing things differently, at like providing value that most businesses would not provide because we just like the human element of business and the fact that I don't want to keep extracting from someone over the course of their life. Like yeah. I would like to, at some point, kind of in the exchange of you gave us money, I would like to deliver more value, like yeah. just trying to give more than you get. Um, and that's just how we run our business. Um, and so we we love that about yeah. the pricing model. Uh, okay, so we always set low and high goals for launches. This is a pro tip if you are listening to this and you do any type of selling of anything, um, especially in a launch format. The low goal we always set as the we are almost 99% certain without any extra circumstances that we can't control, we will hit this number. So this really helps us to go, this we're confident in because we have past experience and we know based on our email size and all the other things that we'll hit this number. Then we have a high goal, which is not like, whoa, this would be amazing if we had 700 people sign up. Yeah, it's not magical thinking. It's, yeah. it's not like, oh, this is, there's something very wild would have to happen or or banking on virality or something like that yeah. it's more of like okay if we really implemented some of these tactics that we know move the needle and what stuff, could we and stuff went a little bit better than maybe we thought exactly yeah so our low goal was 80 folks for this launch and our high goal was 120 and for context we have never sold uh and had more than 107 people sign up before in a launch but we'll get to why we went for that slightly higher number yep. um as we move forward uh, a couple other little caveat things we do not do any paid ads during our launches we are not using social media, namely Instagram anymore. And we don't use any social media, but Instagram was our only one. And then we do have one little tactic related to Instagram, which we'll share, but I don't think it really affected the launch. Mm -hmm. uh, and then let's talk about some feelings before we get into some of the nitty gritty. Yeah. So just going into the launch, I wanted to share what was our mindset? What were we, how are we feeling going into it? What was kind of our overall strategy? going into this spring launch because it's a little bit unique. We were coming off of the last year's traveling. And just to be quite frank, by design, last year we were not business focused, right? We yeah. were traveling um, and we still did two launches last year, but you could really see the lack of, I don't want to say effort because we're always putting effort into our uh, our membership. Like we're always delivering for our members, but as far as lack of effort towards outward marketing, you could really see that reflected in the two launches last year of just 
you know, we, we weren't, just, yeah, we didn't have the capacity we, to do as exactly. Much. We yeah. weren't giving our full focus. And so going into this launch, I was definitely feeling, ex- well, first of all, I was just on, a, on like a business high, which we've talked about several times in the past episodes, yep. being stationary again, being able to have a routine again. It just made me feel like I was thriving when it comes to business. However, I will say a lot of the projects we were working on in the first quarter of this year were sort of internal foundation projects. I mean, all of them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. all of them. So it's like we did a whole refresh on a little bit of a brand refresh. We um, had a new structure for our coaching sessions. So that took some work into formatting those and coming up with a new system. We came up with a new accountability game that we We had to build out. We came up with a new accountability game. For our members. We we did the Behind the Build Live, which was an experiment um, for our new homepage. And then we... um, and then the big thing was the Wayme dashboard. So yeah. I designed the whole new Wayme dashboard. So those are all things that don't have anything to do with outward marketing and yeah. getting new people or like big pushes to our newsletter or things like that, right? And so there came a point which still like all of that strategy was for a purpose. You yeah. have to at some point reinvest in your foundation. But we were kind of six out, six weeks out from the launch. And I remember we had a conversation where I was like, you know, we just need to be very realistic with ourselves that if we, there's nothing that's really changed between this launch and last launch in the fall in terms of from the outside looking in. So this is a tactic we do often as we go, let's look at our business from the outside as though we were a person in our ecosystem looking in and does anything feel different? Have we been doing anything different? And it's like, no, we do the podcast, we do the newsletter. Like that's our same marketing mix. Go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, um, And just to put the kind of like the goal numbers into context, when we started the year in like January one and we did our yearly planning, we were like, okay, we have our two launches. Let's see if we can get our high goals up to like 150 people. But then when we got to the six weeks out point, we were like, hey, (laughs) us, we haven't done any outward marketing. We haven't had time for it. So we have to adjust those goals exactly. because now that's not realistic. Because now it is magical thinking. Exactly. Like we sort of, you take a step back and you go, great, we set those goals based on what our financial goals were for the year. But on a quarter by quarter basis, we're always adjusting those. Exactly. Because you look at what is happening in reality and yeah. you go, oh, I'm setting myself up for disappointment if I just think magically I'm going to do nothing basically different between last fall and this spring and I'm going to almost double my well, sales. Well, the thing that you did different was you dreamed that it would happen. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's like so, you brass tacks, right. uh, you got to... So that's where we up. made 120 our high goal. Um, and so that was about six weeks out. And then we looked and said, okay, well, what is the one thing yes. that within six weeks what's one lever that we can pull? It can't be articles because, you know, articles are going to take, articles meaning trying to boost our traffic to our site. Yeah. That's going to take months to yep. to pay off. Um, okay, we could do a big social push, but we're not trying to be on social right now. We could do something with YouTube, but that just takes so much time. YouTube, we don't do so, it. so you just, yeah. as a business owner, you look at your arsenal of what channels do I have at my disposal? Yeah. And for us, affiliates is the one channel that has worked really well for us and is super aligned for us because we are already so predisposed to pour energy into our offer and into our program. And every ounce of energy you pour into your program further empowers your affiliates to want to sell on your behalf because they believe in it and they trust you and they they know that this can help people. So they're more empowered to go sell it. So yep. we said, let's just make the focus this spring. Yep. Let's do a little bit more with our affiliates. Yeah. And I'll give you a lot of credit because this was also just a hypothesis, right? right. Which is like, we've had our affiliate program for the past, I think it's three or four launches. Um, our affiliate program is only members. So you can't be someone 
who's not a member to be able to promote WAME, even though we get people that ask. We just would rather it be people who have seen WAME, have experienced our coaching live, like they can know sell the more, feeling. more authentically. Exactly. Um, have had change in their business because of us, and they can talk about that. They're not just like making stuff up. So the past three launches that we've done with our affiliates, an average of 70% of our sales have come in. So if we've had 100 people buy WAME, 70 of those people came from affiliates. Now, that doesn't mean that all those people had never heard of us because we've found that maybe half of those at a minimum are already on our email list. Yep. They're just also on other people's email lists as and you are. And of course, if you know if an affiliate's offering a bonus or something, sweet, like sweet, sweet bonus, you got to get that sweet, 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 bonus. sweet bonus, which we always recommend affiliates to do because that sweetens the deal for someone else to join. Um, but with the focus on affiliates, we decided there would be three things that we would do a bit more of this time around. So we would do uh, we would create an affiliate hub. So this was using Tea Tree to create a course that just was for our WAME members. And it basically brought in all these disparate Google Docs and PDFs and like all this other stuff we would have to link to in like all these different places. And you designed like a beautiful affiliate hub, which is a great way to use a Tea Tree course in a different way that had some lessons. It had a bunch of email swipe copy. It had social yes. images, so, and just everything in one you, place. Yeah, so it's... It's things like, okay, here are the details of the upcoming launch. What are the dates? How does it work? Um, here's all of the information that you need to know about payouts and, and links and how we do that and when you get paid. Um, here, here's some messaging points in just terms of you don't have to start from scratch. Like yeah. here are some of the messaging things that we think uh, communicate the value of WAME. Use those in your emails. We actually even did uh, swipe swipe files for emails yep. that people could customize. And then we had some social graphics, even though we're not on social, we want to make that easier for yeah. people. And so it just brought all that under one roof. And I think that, again, putting myself in the shoes of if I'm an affiliate, what is going to make it easier? Well, less friction for them to talk about WAME. That was the intention behind the affiliate and hub. I, I will just say as the person who's always responding to people's questions via email or Slack, it was so nice to be able to say, oh, it's right here in the affiliate hub in like lesson two and I could just drop a direct link. Yep. That was so much better than like, open up Google Doc number seven, scroll down three quarters of the way. Uh, <laughs> if you pass the divider that's got the squiggly in it, you've gone too far. <laughs> so uh, just a practical tip if you're someone who also utilizes affiliates to sell uh maybe think build about a hub. build a hub build a hub that's easy to kind of organize everything uh so the second thing that we did was we did a few affiliate q a call which we had not done before mm -hmm. so this was just a chance to join us live on zoom ask any questions and then we would basically present for first-time affiliates just the overarching idea of our program and, and by the way what they can get out of it we have done this in are what we call field notes of coaching sessions leading up to launches. Field notes is the tail end of our coaching sessions where we share some behind the scenes of what we're doing in our business or different announcements and things like that. And so that's where that has typically lived. And again, putting ourselves in the shoes of what's going to make it frictionless and easy a dedicated thing where they can show up. It's a shorter call. And what would get less them excited an hour. too. Exactly. Because there's a lot of people who don't hang around for two hours of our coaching session yep. to then watch the field notes part. Exactly. So this is like, hey, if you're interested in being affiliate, show up, we'll we'll chat about this. And I think we had about a hundred people register and maybe like a third of those showed up live. But a good amount of the people who showed up live actually were the ones who ended up referring people to Wayne. Uh, and so the affiliate call went well. The third thing that we did was we sent more affiliate emails. So typically in a launch leading up, we would send four emails that mentioned the affiliate program, but they weren't all dedicated. Usually it was like two dedicated emails. And then otherwise it was like, hey, sign up for this month's coaching. And here's a little shout out to the affiliates. Right. 
This time we sent eight affiliate emails, five of which were fully dedicated just to affiliate stuff. And we always give people the option to opt out of those. So if yep. you're a way member who's not gonna be an affiliate, you don't care about it, you can opt out of those and then you won't get the future ones. Um, and then I just thought it would be fun to mention before we tell you the numbers of all of our sales, which we'll get to in a few minutes, uh, 18 total affiliates uh, brought in new waymers. Which I feel like people would think maybe it's more. I would have thought it was more too, yeah. as I was thinking about it, especially when you hear the number of total sales brought in yeah. uh, by affiliates. But also hearing that number 18 will show you the power of affiliates too when we get into more numbers. Mm -hmm. So now let's talk about the numbers in terms of what were our marketing channels. Yeah. So our email list size as of this spring enrollment was 10,538 people. Hilariously enough, in our fall 2022, our email list size was 10,528 people. <laughs> it was a difference of 10, but it's, what's funny is we've had probably like 400 people sign up for the newsletter and 400 people unsubscribe in that time. Well, 390. So we net gained 10 people, which was funny. Uh, but it is new people, which is important because as long Absolutely. as you're getting new people in, even if people are unsubscribing, you're getting people who are interested. Definitely. We sent nine sales emails during the launch. We rewrote every single email except for the final day ones, which are very standard for us and just kind of like, no one's really reading those. We're just like, oh, okay, I gotta go sign up for this. Yep, it, it is a two-week launch. So it's from a Monday to two future Mondays. Um, and then I do have, I'm going to give you a little overview of what those sales emails subjects oh, okay, were. Nice. I added that because I thought that would be valuable. Cool. So in case you're wondering, well, what do you, what are your topics for your sales emails? Um, after we get over the numbers, I will share that with you. Okay, cool. Uh, and then we do podcast mentions. So we use our own podcast here as a channel to market and promote WAME. So two episodes before the launch happens, we're doing the pre-roll ads. These are our silly little jokey things that we we do our sponsor, uh, which is just us. And then we do two podcasts during the launch that are more tactical. They're right. more, hey, if you're someone who's going to be tuning into this, we want you to hear that we can give business knowledge and not just talk about like my favorite ways to make cinnamon rolls. Right. And both which are is important. Both are important right. because people also want to understand your personality if they're going to be learning from you. But this is a little bit of strategic of, you know, if, if we're saying that Wayman Limited is going to help you reach your business goals and help you run a calm business how are we going to help you do that so we do you know podcast topics that are more geared towards kind of problem solving and business related things so that's another practical takeaway yeah. is you know if you're going to be selling something really think about what are the problems that your ideal customer is dealing with how can you solve these kind of provide mini solutions in the form of content in order to really get someone in the mindset of you know I would finally really like to do x y and z with my business and the second thing I wanted to share there was you would not believe how long it took us to actually do sort of pre-roll ads for our podcast. Oh, yeah. And it was because we never, I think years ago, we just didn't even have a content calendar. So <laughs> we believed in the power of a podcast, but we would just record yeah. week of and it had no planning whatsoever. And that always meant that when we were recording, we just hadn't planned ahead. And then we were like, well, what are we going to say? So we would just kind of throw it away in the podcast episode itself. So that's another takeaway is if you can give yourself the ability to be think ahead just a little bit, give yep. yourself a content calendar and go, these are going to be the episodes that go live during my launch window. Let me just record a short reminder to people of the fact that they can check out my sales page and yeah. see what my my offer is. And how that uh, relates to sales, by the way, just out of a quick little note here, 11% of our buyers, we do an immediate post-purchase survey right on the thank you page after people mm -hmm. buy that's embedded. 11% um, of the people who say that they found Wayne through the podcast 
11% of people say they found Wayne through the podcast. Great job, Wayne. So that's not a small number. And it's yeah. also, you know, it's great for us to know that our podcast does drive revenue, which is very helpful because otherwise, why would we do this mm-hmm. thing? So another thing going into a launch, we always ask ourselves, what are our main messaging points going to be for this launch? We we have sort of our basic messaging points that are always going to be what's valuable about Wayne, you know, what problems are we solving, those types of things. But sometimes there are kind of highlights that are unique to each and every launch. So going into this spring launch, there were a few kind of selling points, I guess you could say this time around. The first and most um, important being that we, at the top of the year, made the decision to raise the price of Wame. We haven't raised the price at all in five years. So Mm -hmm. it's always been just an even $2,000 program. And the reason behind why we decided to finally raise it was a couple of different things. Um, first and foremost, over five years, the value of, of what you get inside of Wayne has... I mean, it's quintru- quintupled. Quintupled. It is so many more times. I just wanted to say, too, that like raising the price for us was not an easy decision. Definitely. Because we care so much about just being... Uh, a place in the online business world that's not gouging people for money based on fears and other things. So we're always just trying to be honest. We're trying not to do fear-based you know, sales. And we're also trying not to gouge people for a price that just seems too much, to be honest. Like I, we see other people selling programs for like $8,000 and we're like, And for me, it's about, it's not that I don't think that the information itself is valuable. It's, I have to also balance that with, I also understand that I can't hold somebody's hand and guarantee that they're going to get a result by the nature of our program. Like they really have to take the information, use the accountability to get those results. Right. And so if we're not doing some type of like small group, I'm working with you every week, I can, you know, more highly guarantee you're going to get results. I do think that that value is worth it. Right. But it's a little bit of also understanding what level of, um, handholding you're going to get in our program so that's right. i'm balancing that as well yeah um the other thing is that our our costs have just increased in general so you know as you have more members your cost of things goes up and we actually saw it at the beginning of this launch our website broke because we have basically gotten to this point where we have over i think it's 1400 now total users on our back end and we're pushing the limits of kind of our backend system we built. It's very custom. It does a lot of querying and a lot of nerdy technical things, but we're, we're basically hitting the limit of that. And so that's a reality. Like we have to pay for more hosting space. We have to pay for someone to help us rebuild this entire infrastructure. And of course, that is a partial trade-off of the lifetime model because right. you're keeping people on, but they're no longer paying you, which is fine. But in, to me, it's also, it's costs associated with making our, coaching sessions accessible. We pay someone f- to do transcripts. We, to basically create our coaching materials in different ways so that yeah. people can consume them in the way that is best suited to their brain. And it's also like the people who bought Wayne at the beginning, they just bought a pair of pants and it's just a, <laughs> a normal pair of pants, two pockets in the front, two pockets in the back. You got legs, but the people who bought like a Where, year later, yeah. they have like a belt loop. And it's like, Oh, I could wear a belt. That's kind of cool. People who bought it for that, they have cargo shorts. Yeah. The people who bought it for that, they have the secret pocket. They have a side zipper pocket. Wow. And they can also roll up or down with a new pattern at the bottom of the wow. pants. Wow. And the material is waterproof. It's waterproof. It's water resistant. It's water <laughs> repellent. And it's made of water, which is really cool. Like we do all that. So that's how Wayne has changed. It's a pair of pants. But truthfully, <laughs> that is kind of how you think about it too if you're raising a price of like, it's always getting better. So the people, if you're using a pricing model like ours, the people who are paying for it most recently, 
are going to get more anyway. Um, and then inflation. And that's just being realistic with about, you know, the economy, the way things are going, like things are costing more. Like we've seen the price increase of every single service that we use to run our business. Which is why we also made the decision that if we are going to raise the price, we're going to give people a full year to let them know that. Exactly. To give them an opportunity to get it at the lower price point. Because also the way that inflation works, right, is like it's a little bit of a game of chicken of like, okay, this is getting more expensive. And then everyone's like okay everything's yeah. getting more expensive and then before you know we're all just driving the prices up um so it's a little bit of trying to hedge against that by yep. giving people a, a lead in time so that was a lot but we like to explain our decisions yeah. and let you know what we're thinking about business decisions so that was selling point number one of three number two was we are creating this client off-ramp operating system os in notion yep so this is really trying to help folks who are transitioning from clients to digital products and giving them a system in Notion that will help them track the entire process of transitioning from those clients into building a digital product and kind of going hand in hand with some of our other materials. And so we're always thinking about when we do a launch, what is something that would be fun for us to build that is also going to help make our Waymers lives easier yeah. and their business more calm. And so this is one of those things. And that is something that we talk about during the launch and just, you know, adding something to a program. It does, you don't necessarily always have to be adding, 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 because you don't want to bloat it, yep. your offer, and you don't want to make it confusing. Um, but in this case, we felt like it was a really well aligned new thing that we were already thinking about building for our members. And so we wanted to play that up in our messaging for the launch. Yep. And then kind of the last thing, and then there's kind of like one more little bonus thing, which will make sense when we share it, um, is that focusing a lot more on Wayne's benefits uh, and not its features. And I do think this is actually something that becomes easier to do as a program evolves more and you kind of more clearly know what the benefits are. Exactly. And so early on in Wayne, like 2018, 2019, even 2020, the first three years of the business, the benefits were not clear. Well, you're taking a kind of a stab in the dark and yeah. saying like, here's what my intention is. Which just let that be a permission slip to someone who might be listening to this. If you're in the first three years of your business, you may not know what the core benefits are yet, but you are providing value and you are solving problems. So you can highlight those things and people can pay you for those things, which people paid us for those things. Right. But now we're more aligned with understanding what those benefits are, which you can yes, share. Yes, because want. it's like, what does someone actually get out of this? And you know that by talking to your customers. And so, you know, for many years we, and I think this is sort of the mentality of online business that was like probably like six, seven, eight years ago. It was all about like the features and it was, here's my thing. And I have 40, 40 hours yeah. of training and, yep. blah, and it's yep. like all of the features instead of just now people are like, well, what am I going to get out yeah. of it? What is the core? I've already bought 900 things that give yes. me 40 hours. Yeah. I don't have any more 40 hours to put in. Like tell yeah. me what I'm going to get. Exactly. So uh, a big part of our messaging was connecting. What are the things that you get inside of Wayne, but what actually do, is that going to do for you, right? Yeah. So we kind of boiled it down into clarity, which is really what our roadmap does is knowing what to work on when, Focus, which is what our monthly coaching session topics give you, is like just the the permission slip to focus on one thing at a time. Uh, ease, which is like teachery and a lot of our templates, it's going to make whatever you're building inside of your online business easier by giving you tools to do that. Accountability, we have a new accountability game called Wayme of Stones. It's, it's been very, very exciting. Fun. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then community and just like feeling less alone in your business journey, as well as fun, which is just the the kind of overarching bridge that we bring to everything. Which is, do you want to feel re-inspired with your business? Like, join a community that's fun. Yeah. And so, so we just really played that up in our messaging. Yeah. So those were the three big selling points this time around the price increasing in 2024 so two launches away 
the client off-ramp OS Notion system, and then focusing on those benefits. And then a fourth thing that was kind of, we weren't sure if we were going to need to do it or not. So we basically call this a Jiggly. Yes. And a Jiggly stands for a just-in-case launch idea. idea. And it's different than Geely. Which is a movie that we haven't watched in Classic <laughs> Movie Nights, but I think maybe we should. Let's look up and see if it's problematic, and then we decide if we want to watch it or not. Okay, great. Uh, but it, uh, our Jiggly, this again, just-in-case launch idea, was on the second Friday of the launch with basically just three days left. We would send an email uh, offering to do a done-for-you course in Tea Tree. And basically what we said was, okay, this is the idea. But if we hit 72 buyers by like the Wednesday before that email was going to go out, then we don't need to do it because we've reached close to our low goal and we don't need to put more work on our plate. And just to let you know, we've had a Jiggly, which is not always the done for you tea tree course. Like sometimes it's like, we'll do a webinar or right. we'll do X, Y. It's just, it's a launch Jason idea. Jason will bake cinnamon rolls and send you photos of them. <laughs> it's something that you know that. will move the needle a little bit. And we've had them. I don't think we've had to do one in the we definitely didn't do them last year because we just didn't just have the, the time. time. Yeah. Um, but even the year before that in 2021, we had them, but we just... We didn't need to we do it. We didn't need to do the, them. The fall of 2021 was our biggest launch Today. until this one. Today. Uh, so we didn't need it because we actually had one set up for that. And I remember we were like, okay, we don't need it. Like we hit right. the number of people we were going but for. But the difference is this time around also we set our bar for our Jiggly a little higher than we might because we thought, you know... We have the energy, we have the business um, motivation at this time. If it again, if it was last year, we didn't. If it yeah. was the year before that, it was enough, and we didn't need to. This is this is really where the enough framework comes into mindset of what is your goal. And I'll say that this specific idea, Tea Tree Done For You courses, is kind of a two-prong experiment it's for us. It's a two-prong experiment. One, does it help move the sales of Wayne? Spoiler alert, yes. Two... How long does it actually take to do this? And how much do you like the work? Because this could be a tactic we use to sell Tea Tree itself moving yep. forward. So let's see how people like it and how they respond to it. Because yep. if it works, interesting, now we can use this moving forward in a whole separate way. Yep. So those are the uh, the things that were our selling points. And then you wanted to talk about And we'll our... talk about, did that move the needle? We will. Because here. spoiler alert, we... We are going to get to the numbers here it. in a moment, but we've got so much to go over. That... Well, let's and just get them to the numbers and then we'll, we'll circle back on the emails. No, let's get through the emails. Come on. If we... I'm listening to this, I'm just like... No, but I think if the... you're... Li... No, no. I think if you're the type of person who likes a lot, you're okay with it. You're, okay. You know? Because right. like, you're I, this in. me... You've... By this point, you've... you're strapped in for the Exactly. Journey. And for me, when I listen to launch recaps and someone's like, okay, I did my, my Facebook ad strategy and then and i'm like whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. what do you whoa, mean whoa. you did your facebook ad strategy like <laughs> what was what, it what did you design the ads and what size were they okay did you fair enough yeah. you've convinced me so okay. um one of the things we mentioned earlier that we're just going to talk through is we rewrite these sales emails pretty much every single time so the nine emails that we write the last two are pretty much the only two we don't touch because they're just last day emails and like those ones can be like they could literally just the email could just say this is an email letting you know here's there's a, six hours left. Here's a button. Click the link. Yeah. Um, and they don't say that. They're more involved, but we've kind of just kept them the same because we've just seen that they do the same thing. So of those nine, seven get fully rewritten. And you want to talk about what we did sure. on those? In case you're curious. Um, and this is just from like, I don't know, 
trial and error and also thinking through what do we think would are the things that we want to highlight about our program. And also the point is what, why I'm struggling to say the words is just, I, the point I wanted to make was we're not following some magical formula. It's just, it's common sense of what are the things that I would need to know in order to make a decision to join this program. And we really don't like sending the same sales emails over and over. Like it's totally fine if you do that. And we have no judgment of people who reuse very well to do emails. But for us, we just like knowing like mm. someone's going to read this and be like, I haven't read that email from them again. Interesting. Or before. Which I love. Okay, go ahead. So the I'm going to kind of just go over these. But the first email, the day of email, that's our announcement email. And it's also, we tried something last. So we do track our emails and the yeah. performance of them. And in the fall launch, we switched up this email completely, like yep. a totally different approach. And we got less sales on the first day. So we went back to the one that had worked the best for us. Um, and yet the first sales numbers were not as good. And so I'm realizing what we learned from that experiment is probably this email. It still works fine. We yeah, still, yeah, got yeah, sales. still get sales. Yeah. But I think we can, I, I think it's actually the pre-marketing. So yeah. I don't think it, the, the dip in sales when we changed the first email was a reflection of the email itself. I think it was a reflection of the pre-marketing. And so we have more things we can do for that yep. in the future. And that email was a six month plan yep. to give you kind of a, if you're going to join Wayne, here's exactly what we would do in the next six months so that you could just follow this basically like a mini roadmap from our whole roadmap that's in our program. And so the strategy there is pluck out one of your benefits. So for us, it's clarity, right? Is that yeah. people want to join Wayne because they're overwhelmed by all the different things that they can do in their business and they want someone to help them provide a clear path forward. So by plucking that desire out and it's a value that it's a benefit of our program, what is an email form that you can get that kind of delivers a little tip of the iceberg of that benefit? Yep. So that's what that is. And then also it has it does a double duty, which is we're giving them a six month plan, not a six day plan. Exactly. And so the type of person who resonates with and is not scared by the fact of like, oh, this is like, if someone likes the fact that we've given them a plan for the next six months, they're probably going to be a good fit for Wayne because they're not looking for silver bullets or overnight fixes. Yep. They're they're willing to put in the time and go at a slower pace. And so also be thinking, what's a benefit I can highlight? And then what type of person, what's a character trait? What's a specific mindset that I'm trying to attract? And how can I speak to that and attract that type of person? Yep. Uh, just so you know, we're at uh, 1,532 bars. Great. Um, um, the second day's email was the six benefits emails. So, so the benefits that you just talked about. Yep, everything yep. that we listed off, we just basically like did a fun way of communicating those benefits of and talking about our features within the container of the benefits that they give you. Yep. So pluck out a couple of features of your offer and then think what is the actual emotional intangible that benefit that it gets someone and then find a fun way to communicate that. Yep. So then the day after that, so we send emails Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, back to back to back. This is our roadmap preview. So we give a 48 hour no limit preview to our biggest basically cornerstone product within Wayman Unlimited. That's our unboring business roadmap. And you get to basically see exactly how we teach. You get to watch live recorded coaching sessions. You get to see our workbooks, all the different things. And I'm gonna call this your assure tactic because we just did our April coaching was all about marketing. And we talked about this notion that we've talked about on this podcast many times of your marketing bridge. And the thing that we shared with our members is there are these guideposts between each marketing stage that you're trying to kind of um, 
send your potential customer through. And there's this crucial stage at the very end between when someone is considering buying from you and then they actually decide to buy from you. And there's this crucial in-between stage where what you're trying to do is assure them that if they hand over their hard-earned dollars, that that you they are actually going to get the value out of it that you're promising, right? Yeah. And so it's a little bit of thinking through what are the different ways that I can assure someone that their money is going to be worth it. And so for us, the best way we can do that is by giving someone a 48-hour preview of our sessions, how we how we organize them, our our roadmap preview. It gives them a little bit of an idea of the clarity that they're going to get inside of our program. And I think the overall quality of what we create. Yep. So getting into that roadmap, you can feel like, oh wow, like this is pretty in depth. Like this is very well branded. Everything's very well thought of. There's lots of little videos all over the place to like lead you through it. Um, so I think it is just it's the absolute best thing that we can do to show people. Like recording a, a dashboard walkthrough video doesn't really help that much, but giving someone access to like go through all of our resources does help. Yeah. So for you, it could be a webinar. It could be what, but whatever that is. But it's some type of way that you can communicate that you can actually solve someone's problem. What are the creative ways you could do that? So cool. that's what that emails for so no email on thursday we do our podcast episode that day and then friday we had an email about not using social media yep and so this was really just try to draw a line in the sand saying like hey you can build a business without using social media here's how we think about it and also being realistic with folks like if you're at the very beginning of your journey journey you may need to use social as we did but this is an opportunity to go back to what we said about the six-month plan which is attract the type of person that you want inside your program the type of person is probably someone who maybe they're tired of social media. They don't want the quick virality. Mm -hmm. They want something that is tried and true that they can pour their energy into that will support them for the long term. Yep. And then the second Monday, uh, this is a week after you know the launch starts, this was our pricing increase email. So this was really focusing on Wayne's value, uh, how someone will get a return from that investment and giving them a basically year's advance notice on our price increasing so that they felt like, oh, this was a very thoughtful decision, not a this launch you have to join because the price is going to go up. Right. And then the Tuesday after that, we did a long in-depth case study email. So we took, uh, sometimes we do these testimonial emails where it's a lot of different people's stories. And I think we did sprinkle that in throughout, but we thought, especially for this launch, we were really trying to attract client-based business owners who had moved to more scalable digital products and had, you know, kind of created a more calm business for themselves because of that transition that Wayme helped them with. So we decided to highlight um, one particular Waymer, Jen Carrington, who is wonderful and has gotten a lot lot, um, of value out of Wayme. And so we just... I I actually think Jen told us if we ever need an in-depth <laughs> testimonial, she would love to we give like, it, great. which is just amazing. We were like, like it's sold. just It's one of those things like we, and I don't know if you all can relate to this, we're so bad at asking for testimonials. Like we just, we don't think about it. It's not something that's like even in our like planning. And so when someone brings that up, we're like, oh yeah, we should do that. Like that's very helpful. So it depends. we thank you, We Jen. go through periods where we're better at it, where I'm like screenshot that. Like, Well, yeah, but that but uh, that's different than I just know. like asking someone to say a for nice sure. thing. Um, so that's just a little call out to you of, 
of maybe send an email asking your folks if they want to write two to three sentences of a nice thing about you because it could be really helpful. Definitely. So then uh, no email on that next Wednesday. Thursday is the second podcast episode. And then that Friday was the Jiggly. Yep. Uh, so that was just explaining the done for you bonus 24 hours to buy you get the bonus and then after that the bonus goes away we all know how bonuses work um, and then I think we can just say it right here that day was our second highest day of sales uh, so just to put it in context the first day we had seven sales the second day we had seven sales and then it kind of goes down from there mm -hmm. that Friday the Jiggly bonus was 16 sales yep. which is incredible so that was a really good day and then, like we said, uh, on the final Monday, we have those two last call emails. So we send an email in the morning, and then we send an email later on in the day as well, giving people the last call. Um, and that, those, that last 48 hours is nuts. We'll get to that in uh, a second here. But let's break down the whole launch. So the, the first week accounted for 26% of our sales. So the first seven days. Yep. So that was 30 sales. The second week was 42% of our sales. Thank you to the Jiggly day. That was 48 mm -hmm. of our sales. So if you didn't have the Jiggly in there, that would have been like 32 again. So it would have been sure. smaller. So that was a big, big bump uh, that we don't normally have. And then the last 48 hours was 32% of our sales. So 35 people bought. Which did you notice that it's so close to what we always say, which is yeah. a third, a third, and a third. Yeah. And that, usually for a two week launch, that's very typical for us. I don't know if it would hold up as much for a shorter period of a launch, but we have just seen that over time. And, and I do think the first, the first week has like kind of been a little bit longer. Like it used to be the first 48 hours was yep. that first 30%, but that has stretched out a little. And I think also as you see more affiliates too, because yeah. how, it's people not, are, people are also waiting. Like we even got emails where people were like, I'm waiting to see who's offering the best bonus. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I think people are a little smart to that. Um, so yeah, our total numbers, overall sales reminder, our goals were 80 low goal, 120 high goal. Yep. 113 New people Waymers. joined Wame. Amazing. Sound the party horn. Burp, burp, burp. Don't have that built into this new setup, but I will we at some will. point. Uh, we were so happy with that. Very, very happy with that number. Again, that's our biggest launch ever. Uh, previous to that was fall 2021 when it was 107 people. The uh, percentage from affiliates was 76%. So that was 86 people from affiliates, which is amazing. And so just to compare it to our previous three launches, Fall of 2021 was 107 people total. Spring of 2022 was 86. Fall of 2022 was 67. So quite a big turnaround from one of our lowest launches in yeah. the fall to our biggest launch ever this spring. Which I think is what made it feel so great is I was really preparing myself for this idea that, you know, listen, it's okay. Like last year was a, a more of a maintenance year. And so if you're not pouring energy back into your business, like, you can't expect things to, especially if, you know, you don't have a team and things like that. Like you can't expect things to just keep growing. Right. And so, especially with spring, I was like, listen, if it takes a while, if it takes some months for us to kind of get things going again, that's absolutely okay. I was preparing myself for that. But then to, I think that, re that revelation, the six weeks out and going, okay, it's not just a foregone conclusion that we have to wait around for some of our other tactics to see some results. Like there are very real things that we can put effort towards today in exactly. order to have a better outcome. And those efforts that we put towards affiliates, I think really showed that they contributed to results. And so it's just a reminder of we have more power than we think we do. 
Um, and that, you know, results in our business don't just come from the heavens. Yeah. <laughs> they, that, you know, if you do put an effort, like you can see results and I hope that's an empowering thought Yep. and, you know, and, and it just continues to show me how grateful we are that we've built our business in this way where we show up for our members. We create an experience that I think is shows the love and care that we put into the training materials that we create and how much we want them to succeed in their businesses, how much we want to provide a comfortable place for them to grow. And every ounce of energy that we put towards that, I think pays back to us and pays back to the community. Yeah. Uh, and then just to give you some more numbers here, so specifically revenue numbers to see how those buyer numbers break down. So our total monthly recurring revenue, that's MRR for those of you who know that acronym, uh, is $18,200 added. So that is on top of what we were already uh, making in monthly recurring revenue. Our total affiliate cost added, because there was costs with that 76% of people coming from affiliates, was $5,680, so $5,680. So our total net revenue added after affiliate costs being paid out will be $12,520 per month, which is just fantastic. So if everyone paid in full, all the way through, through all of their payments, because we, we sell WAME via two payment plans, the total uh, revenue would be $226,000, which is just incredible. But you have to remember, we'll pay out $68,000 to affiliates. So that is our acquisition cost of this launch in total. So our complete net revenue after affiliates being paid out, all said and done, money to us in our bank account, over the time of all payments being paid will be $158,000 for this enrollment period which is amazing yeah and also just as a caveat there of course again that's not taking into consideration operating expenses and taxes and things like that yeah. so that doesn't that's not just like pure profit that we're is going straight into our bank account yeah. and and we i actually feel really great i mean we feel really great about this launch because it was our biggest launch ever but i feel even better because we basically did no outward growth in the past six months and really you could argue in the past like 18 months because we just have, we've been traveling. So it's, you know, we haven't been able to do any of that. So it's going to be very interesting to see how things go between now and our next launch and then moving into 2024. Yeah. And we, we do have, have some things that we want to do for outward marketing, but also as you know, cause we've talked about it on this podcast, our focus is also diverting to tea tree as well right now. Um, and yeah, so you'll be able to come along with us on the journey and what are we going to change for fall's launch and yeah. how are we going to do things differently? And we'll be able to share all of that with you. Last thoughts and feelings about this launch. From my side, it's just so much gratitude, gratitude. for our existing Waymers and for our new customers who join us. And if you're a brand new Waymer listening to this podcast, we hope that you had fun buying Wame. Like, I just think that's like a, a lost thing in the online business yeah. world is you buy a thing and then like sometimes you regret it and we don't hear that really ever from anybody who buys Wame. And we love that because we want to be the thing that just feels like, wow, this I really did was, live up to all the hype. Exactly. It's like, yeah. I thought it was too good to be true. And so I was waiting for the other shoe to drop and it just never did. And yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. And I also, my overall feeling too is how much gratitude, not only for our Waymers and for our affiliates, but also gratitude for the early years where we really had those messy in-between moments of trying to 
switch out the puzzle pieces until we got a business model that worked, until we found an offer that worked, until we found a sales message that worked. Like those of you who maybe are newer to the podcast or newer to Wandering Aimfully are probably showing up and hearing this and just going, wow, like it's just, it just works like that. And it's, I think, because you didn't see the messy beginnings of when we weren't sure that it was working or the we would do a launch and the sales would be down and mm. we would go, what are we missing? And so we'd have to change the messaging and we'd have to, you know, and it took us a while to like reconfigure coaching into a way that worked really well. And remember when we had the six month plan and then the Wayme Unlimited plan. And I remember we hung out with a friend this weekend and she asked like, do you ever you know, you've done coaching now for 40 months. Like, do you ever like feel kind of the creative burnout where you just go like, what are we even going to talk about? Or do you not look forward to creating it? And I had to be honest with her and say, you know, there were times last year for sure when we were traveling where I just didn't have the mental energy, but I was never, ever, ever like upset that I had to do coaching. And it's because we have just found the right model for us. It, it aligns with our skills. It aligns with our passions and I feel so like to be able to answer that question in a way where I go, no, I still love coaching every month. I love putting together the training and I love talking about business and I love trying to apply it to all of our Waymers businesses. And I love empowering them to, you know, set goals that are not based on anybody else's expectations of mm-hmm. them except for themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I want to create a place where people who deal with chronic illness or deal with mental health struggles or deal with just life circumstances can find supportive business communities that are going to push them towards their goals, but also in a way that's loving and flexible and compassionate. And I, I just, I believe in that vision so much. So yeah, it's just gratitude towards those years where we didn't have it figured out to be able to get to this place where it is repeatable. It is, we do know what we're doing a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I want to end this thing before we get to 2000 bars, uh, because we're at 1,968 bars and I don't know what that means. Cause I don't know anything about music. Uh, but I can see that we've kept a tempo of 120 the whole time. Uh, so that's good. And I feel, I feel great about those numbers as we're doing a numbers podcast. Yep. Thank uh, you, babe. So yeah, uh, we got 15 bars left. So if there's anything else you want to say. Oh, I think we right, should end it. it. Uh, hope you enjoyed this recap episode. We love doing these. Like we said, they're a very fun look and things that we like to create. If you uh, ever have any tactical nitty gritty questions about the business, we're pretty transparent. So yeah. feel free to always email us those and it'll give us ideas of things that we can share with you behind the scenes. Yeah. All right. We'll be back with another episode next week. We appreciate, we hope the gear setup sounds good. You can feel free to send us any feedback. Hello at wanderingamp.com. Only good feedback though. Like if it sounds terrible, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Actually, I do want to know because I want to see if I can tweak it or whatever. Um, All right. Those are all the bars we have. And have a great um, day. That's it. Okay. Bye. Bye.